Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Five Easy Things, the podcast. I'm Yolanda Albergati, your host. I am coming at you live from Golden Ox Studios here in Cleveland, Ohio. So glad to have you on this journey where we discover and explore five actionable tips or hacks to help you live your best life. If you haven't already done so, please hit that subscribe button and also leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. This episode is made possible by the support of Chuck's Fine Wines. Chuck's has been a Chagrin Valley beverage destination for over 75 years. With a wide variety of fine wines, craft beers, specialty foods, and cheese, there is something to please every palate and every budget. They care about you and the safety of your family during this challenging time and encourage you to take advantage of curbside pickup or delivery. Call 440-247-7534. Follow them on Facebook and visit their website at chucksfinewines.com. All right. So what do, um, this is a a question for the listeners. What do Prince and um, Aretha Franklin have in common other than the fact that they're musicians? If you don't know the answer to that, you're going to really know the answer to that after you listen to my next guest, <laughs> um, Jane Flaherty, who is one of my most favorite people in the world. And she is an estate planning attorney. So, Jane, introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us uh, what you do. Hi, listeners. My name's Jane Flaherty. As Yolanda said, I'm so lucky to have her in my life. But I do estate planning. 31 years, all I do is help people control what they can and plan for what they can't control. And life is quite uncertain. And being an estate planner with probate and estate planning right now during COVID has really hit it home. And I love to help people control what they can. I love that. Tell our listeners how they can reach out to you. Sure. Talk or text 440-628-1440. Website? Jane Flaherty, ESQ, it stands for Esquire, which is the tagline for lawyers. So Jane Flaherty, ESQ.com. Awesome. And I will have it in the show notes as well. All right, Jane. So what five things are you going to share with us tonight? All right. So the five easy things that you can do to avoid probate. That's what I want to share. Love it. All right. Hit me, girl. Because that's where... Prince is, that's where Aretha Franklin is, that's where everybody is right now in probate court. And I that, love probate. You can avoid it if you plan ahead. And and they probably have not resolved that. Probate for that large of an, you know, a state right. is going to take a while to wade through. And they're poor families. You know what? Um, I, I get that you think it's because it's a large estate, but it isn't. Really? Probate, probate's really, estate planning is really about kindness and control. Mm-hmm. And Aretha, for a lot of reasons, had the total absolute right not to trust anybody. But she also didn't plan ahead. Mm-hmm. She was so so many things. So smart. Um, but on this one, the trust of someone who could have helped her, we could have avoided all of this. I mean, because it's nobody's business. And she was good at keeping her business to herself. And unfortunately, 
unfortunately, this didn't happen. Right. Okay. So help us out with your five, five things. So it's common knowledge that a last will and testament directs where and to whom your property goes when you die. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have that had a written one hidden in a couch. But if you don't have a will, at least in Ohio and all the states, the state decides where your assets go. And that's the big piece of litigation right now, where the assets go. When that decision is made, it's made in the probate court. And they oversee all of this. And it takes at least six months, usually a year, a little bit more. It allows creditors to file claims against your estate. And it costs about 10% of the value of the estate. That would be my fees, the administrator's fees, the court fees, stuff like that. So 10% that could be going to your family. So you can save money. You can ease the burden on your loved ones by doing five easy things. I know I think they're easy. Call me if you don't think they're easy. I'll walk you through them. So right now, I would like you to think about things that you own. Think about your car, your home, bank accounts, brokerage accounts, and retirement plans. Think then against how each one of them is titled. Titled means when you get that statement, does it just say Yolanda Albergati on it? Or does it say Yolanda Albergati and Jane Flaherty? Or Yolanda Albergati transfer on death to Jane Flaherty? Or Yolanda and Jane? Look at how it's titled. This is a huge and easy way to take control. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through five assets that most of us have and how you title them can make sure they go to the beneficiary you want without going through probate court. Awesome. So the five um, assets I'm going to talk about, obviously, are cars, bank accounts, brokerage accounts, retirement plans, and of course, um, I mean, insurance policies, and then real estate, if you own a home or any home. Cars, automobiles. Um, You have a title to your car, and it has your name on it only. If you're married and you die in the state of Ohio, you can transfer up to $65,000 worth of cars at the BMV with a little form I can give you, and the car doesn't go through probate. If you're not married and you have a car, it's going to end up going to probate. So why not spend $15, go to the BMV, and say, uh, Jane's car, transfer on death to my son. And that way, if I die with that car, it does not go through probate and it goes right to my son. So then it's cars. We all all have a car. I do have a warning about cars. And the one warning on cars I want to tell you about is if you lease your car, it's a great cash flow decision to make, but it's not a great estate planning decision sometimes. So plan ahead and think about get your lease document and circle early termination or death. It'll give your survivors the ability to know whether they have to pay one to three months of premiums before they can turn the car in. Or to my understanding, if it's a Ford lease, they take it in with no um, no penalty. Wow. On okay. So number one is cars. Gotcha. So number two is bank accounts. All of us have a bank account. Almost all of us have a bank account. And in bank accounts, the title to the bank account will control where it goes. So you may have a will and it may say, Yolanda's bank accounts go to Jane in the will. But if the bank account um, says something different, it's going to go that way. So on bank accounts, it's each account at each bank that you have, whether online or brick and mortar bank. 
So for each account, you can do a different beneficiary designation. And sometimes that's a good thing. You got multiple kids, you have charities, you have things you want to do. So if the account is, for instance, in Yolanda's name only, and she wants it to avoid probate, which saves time and the money goes right to the person you want, you do a payable on death designation. That's done on the signature card at the bank. So you have to go into the bank. They'll print off a signature card. They'll take your signature. I don't know if some certain banks notarize it, but you do it in front of the bank teller and get that, or the bank person and get that done. If you have minor children that you want to have that bank account, you can do something called a uniform transfers to minors act. So let's say one of Yolanda's kids was a minor. And so she says, Jane Flaherty as custodian for my minor children. So then I would inherit your bank account, Yolanda, but I would be a custodian. I would be in charge of it to make sure the funds go out to your child by the age of 25. They, don't, they can't access it. Creditors can't get to it. So you can leave a beneficiary as a minor child is what I'm trying to, trying okay. to let you know. Yeah. Two bank accounts, right? Mm-hmm. All kinds. Oh, and if you have a safe deposit box, we should talk about that because um, those you have to go to probate for if you don't have another signer on there. And whoever you have as the other signer will be the joint owner and will get everything in that safe deposit box. So think through that one. Ooh, okay. The third one is a brokerage account. So that's a Schwab, a TD Ameritrade, Edward Jones, Merrill Lynch, those types of accounts. It also includes retirement accounts at your company's, um, whoever's holding it. And I'll talk about those a little more. So brokerage account with one name on the account and no beneficiary designation, that asset goes to probate court. And it'll pass by either your will or by the statute of descent and distribution, whatever the state of Ohio says it goes. But you can avoid all that. You can put a payable on death beneficiary designation on that account. So your brokerage account could have your name only. You're the only one who has control. No one else has control. However, at your passing, you can have it go to one person. You could have it go to two people in different percentages on that. So you want to look at that beneficiary designation on your account. Now, if it's a retirement account, that's really important. You spend so much time putting tax advantage money away. You really need a beneficiary designation there. If you have none, it goes to probate court, it loses all the tax advantages mm-hmm. of all the work. So most people will name a spouse. And that's a great thing to do because when it's a spouse federally right now, they take it over their lifetime. But with that latest SECURE Act, which I'm sure everyone's heard about, um, it distributes out over a 10-year period. So no matter who you name, at least you've saved the tax advantage stuff and they need to take it over a 10-year period. So make sure retirement plans have one, a primary or maybe a secondary beneficiary on there. Okay, that's three. Yep. So mm-hmm. four is insurance policies. There's so much we can talk about with insurance policies, and there's an awful lot going on with them that I use financial planners who really know how to use them to your benefit. But for right now, I'm going to talk about life insurance. So many people take out a life insurance policy, usually a term policy, so that it'll either pay off their mortgage or pay their funeral bill or give the somebody cash so that they can at least handle the estate. Well, if there's no beneficiary named, that money goes to your estate and the person isn't going to be able to access it for a while. Mm. So you want to make sure you have a beneficiary named at least one. 
So Yolanda, you have more than one child. You might want to say the one that's agreed to pay your funeral with it or what they're going to do with it. Maybe they get 40% and the other kids share mm-hmm. equal, however you want to do it. But that's where you can take control just by titling that beneficiary designation. So that's four. We've done cars, bank accounts, brokerage and retirement accounts, insurance policies. And the last one is real estate, your house. Many of us have worked so hard to have a house, a condo, a mobile home. Maybe you live on a boat. It's real estate that needs to be titled. And so when you have real estate in Ohio, um, I'm talking about Ohio now. So the title on the deed, no matter what, you could say, Yolanda, in your will that I get your house or I get your condo. But if that condo says transfer on death to somebody else, to my kids, to my spouse, to my friend, the title will rule. Okay. So this is key right here. The title rules. The title rules. And this is so important, especially with married couples or joint owners. You don't have to be married. You could be partnered, siblings, whatever you are. If two or more people own this property, Mm -hmm. please look at the deed or have me look at it because it might say... um, Jane and Yolanda, and if it does not have the magic language that says as joint tenants, that means when either the first of us die, half of that house goes into probate. So if we have the survivorship language in there, that means when one person dies, I still, the other person will own the entire property. Wow. So you got to look at how you want that to pass. And it's always the title that rules on there. And you know what? That's 250 bucks for me to fix for you. And probating a house is going to cost you thousands. Wow. It's really smart to take a look at your deed. And I look at people's deeds for them all the time. So you can um, look at that. Now, if you already have it, joint tenants, but you have kids. Me, my kids are now 24 and 22. And they're able to handle this house responsibly. So last year when we could actually travel on our last trip, my husband and I filed a transfer on death deed on the home. So that means when the two of us pass, that house goes to my two children and it avoids probate. Wow. So I filed that affidavit with the recorder's office, so it avoids probate. So those are the five things, bank accounts, brokerage accounts, cars, insurance policies, and real estate. Wow, that is awesome. Totally awesome. Oh, thank Thank you for that information. That was great. So uh, give the listeners your um, website one more time. Sure. My website is my name, Jane Flaherty, E-S-Q. So Jane, F-L-A-H-E-R-T-Y, E-S-Q is in queen, dot com. Yes, honey, you are the queen, (laughs) the queen of taking control. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Jane. (laughs) You're very welcome. Thank you, Lola. I just want to say thank you so much to everybody who's been listening to the podcast and showing us mad love and giving us ratings and subscribing and reviewing. I really appreciate your support. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and leave us a review and let us know how we're doing.